Hello and welcome to Generation BTS, the podcast where we normally review BTS albums, but not today. Hey! <laughs> not today. No, yeah, today we're going to talk about our trip to Yet to Come in Busan, Woo-hoo. which is uh, hopefully going to be exciting. Yeah, we managed to uh, to go all the way out there to the last OT7 BTS concert that we'll have for a while, at least we think so. Mm. Um so that was really, uh, really special. So we wanted to just tell you all about that and hopefully make you a bit jealous. But hopefully you'll also enjoy it. <laughs> and if you went as well, then hopefully you'll enjoy reminiscing with us. Yes. But yeah, first let's introduce ourselves. I'm Christine. I'm 29 and I've been Army about a year and a half now. I'm Leanne. I'm 33 and I've been Army for about nine months now. I'll just correct to the, it's Liam. Oh, get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for all avid listeners, um, one of our hosts has got a new name since we were in in South Korea. So if you want to refer to, if you write in, if you comment, if you put any uh, reviews up on iTunes or anything like that, we are Christine, Natasha and Liam. No, No, not Liam. Leanne. Liam. Liam. Two Double P's. P. Two P's. <laughs> That's how you spell it. Okay. Do you want to introduce yourself as well, Natasha? I'm Natasha. I'm 19 years old and I've been army for six years. And just a quick shout out to Kevin for getting the black pink tickets because you're a oh. bad bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, my friend Kevin who got us tickets to see Blackpink when they come in um, December. In December, yeah. So we're going to go see them at the O2 here in London, uh, which will be exciting. But we're here to talk about BTS. So, um, so yeah, let's go back to them. First, we want to just let you guys know that we are not experts on K-pop music or BTS. We're just fans of the boys showing our opinions. And please be aware, we do swear. Yeah, I think... Unfortunately, we need to start off on a um, bit of a sad note. Um, It's been two weeks and a day now since the concert. And unfortunately, we are recording the day after we had the um, tragic events in Itaewon where there was an accident or a crush of of people that ended up um, about 150 people, I think, now have been pronounced dead which is obviously tragic, and they've, we've had more injuries and people suffering other kinds of trauma as well. So we just wanted to acknowledge that and obviously say that our thoughts and prayers are with the victims and, and the families and, and friends of the victims and those affected. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's, um, it's especially poignant because when we were in Seoul, we stayed in Itaewon and we went out a couple nights in those streets that we're now seeing on the on the news so uh it feels like it's hit quite close to home obviously it's it would be tragic anyway but yeah it feels sort of closer than it might otherwise have felt I think Hmm. yeah we've made some friends while we're out in Seoul and we've been able to reach out to them make sure that they're all safe and well which is obviously a relief Mm -hmm. um but it's hard to think about people of our age just out trying to celebrate Halloween and then then it becomes a tragedy, right? It's very yeah. difficult to see how a event can turn very, very quickly. And mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it's like for everyone out there and their families. So just sending lots of love and support and 
thought to everyone that's been affected. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we've had this weekend, which is much more positive, is uh, Jin's astronaut, Mm -hmm. his single with Coldplay. Um, So that came out on Friday. Obviously, we had the music video. And then this morning, we woke up to his performance from Buenos Mm -hmm. Aires. And yeah, what are your thoughts on the astronaut? Yeah, I really like it. I think it's really sort of soft and sweet. It's a really nice vocal. It's been stuck in my head for a little while. Um, I don't, well, the only line that I've got stuck in my head, though, is the, when I'm with you, and I don't know what comes after. There's like, no one even though, yeah. even though it's an English line, <laughs> I, no, it's just when I'm with you over and over again, just on cycle. Oh, I think um, I could do the whole English chorus, okay. but like that, that's it. Though. You are better at lyrics than I am. <laughs> My brain is like a song lyric swamp. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I really like it. I think it's nice. We really liked the MV, didn't we? The soft concept. Yeah, yeah. He looks very soft and cuddly in some of it, and then some of it he's in a suit, which is a bit strange, but it's, he looks great. We liked the Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Braille? Braille. Braille, is that how you say it? Yeah writing that he has on his neck where it says army I think and then it's in the crossword obviously all the words in the actual crossword are related to sort of army and BTS but then the black spots as well also spell out what was it it said Tash? I think it says for army oh, for okay. you. yeah I think that sounds right um I like the song as well I think it's uh it's very cold play as is my universe but mm. yeah and they've got they've sort of continued on this space theme and their yeah. cold play collabs so <laughs> they nice. in space yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> maybe the next one's going to be like about the stars what are your thoughts tash i did think it were a bit annoying at first but i'm warming up to it listen to it a bit more rather than just like the four second snippet on instagram all the time mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's all right <laughs> yeah I mean I, I said this before but I don't think the intention isn't that you're meant to like go out and rave to the song right it's meant to send a message about you know how he wants to say back to army before he enlists and then come back and sort of they want it's intended to communicate something about the relationship rather than necessarily being like best song ever I think it's no super tuna <laughs> so, did you see Super Tuna was trending at number one on like iTunes Hot 100? Yeah, we were excited that they put Super Tuna on Spotify because you think that means yeah. they're going to put the other SoundCloud oh, songs so. on Spotify. Oh my god, my life the... would be made if they put all the SoundCloud songs on Spotify. Please, big hit if you're listening. Please, please, <laughs> which I'm, they are, whichever iteration of your company. Please do me a solid thanks um <laughs> yeah um and the performance out in buenos aires yeah. this is really beautiful mm-hmm. chris martin did a uh, a lovely intro about not othering and sort of judging people who are different or come from different cultures and backgrounds and things like that and he sort of talked about his collaboration with bts that started two years ago and how it sort of turned into this beautiful thing and welcome Jin onto the stage and uh, I was quite worried because they announced it quite late I was worried that there was not going to be any army there mm. but there they were, were there. some people yeah so that was good just the girl with the like army will wait yeah yeah sign. yeah oh that's cute uh, yeah. we met a big amount of um team Kim Suk Jinners when we were at the Busan concert they came out like in full, in full force, force yeah. with their and pointed to a poster 
Um, all the blankets. <laughs> they wore the blankets and they handed out lots of posters. Natasha was just pointing at the one that she's got set up in her room. It was, yeah. They were just adorable. And the whole subway in Busan, where like the subway next to the concert venue was all like decked out and came sucked in. It was like Jimin at the top because it was Jimin's birthday. So all the sort of entryway was Jimin. And then when you got down to the station, it was just gin everywhere. And then weirdly, when you were For tapping no out, <laughs> when you were tapping out, it was V. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the, at the at turnstiles, the, it was, it was V. Right. So I think we'll just talk through our trip yeah so we flew out to Seoul on the 8th of October um got there on the 9th quite late in the day and then we sort of got to our apartment decided to head out for some food and the streets were just full full of people uh, <laughs> for Hangul day so we decided we, we got decided... We, sort of, we sort of got a bit swept up right so yeah. we got a bit swept up in what like being in Korea and being we're gonna have to say it right being surrounded by the most handsome men Oh, we've yeah. ever seen wow, right? yeah. so we definitely fought uh-huh. like for anyone that hasn't gone to South Korea you should yeah um so I think like... we thought that like BTS handsomeness levels was like top one percent two percent of yeah. all of Korean well, men the thing was I was thinking this because we watched a drama we watched a Tony Woo. Woo and we loved it it was great but yeah and then that one there's a very handsome guy so right handsome. but they're like literally going crazy about how handsome this guy is and all the girls in the office is like giving him gifts and stuff <laughs> and the, this is the way that turns they out. talk about idols as well they're like oh my god that that one's handsome but turns out you go on the street you can find like 50 guys that are as handsome 50 <laughs> percent of like, the guys out there were as handsome as yeah BTS. yeah 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 it was crazy we could not cope no we, we... i'm just like you guys just stop buying gifts for this one guy in the office just literally go on the street there's anyone there's another one just there so um, handsome. So, yeah. Less talented, and some do have bad attitudes. Mm, yeah. So we got some really good advice from a girl in a club that we On have to be aware of, of the difference attitude. because there are some men who have bad attitudes. Yeah. So we were looking for ones with good attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we got a bit swept up in how great it was. Mm. And so even though we'd done a 12 hour flight and we'd technically been awake for about 24 hours mm-hmm. and we were in our plain clothes. <laughs> so I had like my glasses on, not my contacts. I'm pretty certain we smelled vile. Yeah. We didn't have any makeup on. We yeah. stayed out till 5 a.m. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was a good day. Um <laughs> and then we met some people who were a little bit like, oh I can't believe you've flown all the way out here for the BTS concert. Um obviously we love BTS but it's not necessarily the coolest thing when you're out there. Um, Can be seen as a bit lame. It depends on like who you meet, obviously. Mm. So we met some people who were a bit like, oh, that's a bit weird. And so we didn't want to like, we didn't want to change based on what they said necessarily. But we also maybe didn't want to be like, holding up signs to be like we're army please <laughs> we didn't take our weird. army bombs to the club <laughs> no so we took them to the we found a lot of dedicated bts events yeah much later. we did we did but on the first night we were a bit like tentative so uh so yeah we they played a couple of bts songs in the club and we were like we don't we don't know this <laughs> we don't know this band and i wasn't wearing my choir headband yeah, on my, you it know, was um, shirt. yeah i changed my phone background from yungi to something else <laughs> only for those first um, few days though. for the first few days yeah and then we got much more secure later on which was good but yeah i remember they played butter at the club and we were like oh, i don't know who these people are <laughs> that was just the first day on the first day we had corrupt morals and we were weak so apologies and we were trying to fit in right we don't want to be offensive we didn't want to be branded as yeah things. we don't like, want to be we were those. a bit insecure about where we were we got turned away from a few restaurants 
Um, we didn't know if it was full or some of the policies around foreigners because some restaurants yeah. don't like in foreigners and obviously we don't know the language and yeah we were still trying to adjust but I think we did a good job because mm. we ended up making friends and staying out till 5 a.m so, and we had um, really good Korean barbecue we did yeah really good and then oh yeah also when we came into the restaurant they started playing BTS which was nice we didn't hide them the barbecue was nice but Liam burnt it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and go on the sign on the wall definitely did say do not burn the meat you will ruin the meat so Liam burnt majority of it because she's just so jealous and she just didn't want us to have any nice meat that night that happened yeah (laughs) Um, no I'm just not very good at cooking meat over an open flame when I've been awake for 20 hours yeah no she was just jealous that's all all anyone Um, going out to South Korea as we got the app Papago um yes. which you can take pictures of menus or signs or whatever and then it'll translate it into English maybe a broken version of English well, but enough for you to good. understand um I think Google Translate does that too but Papagoyo is better is better like, I can read Hangul both so I don't know a lot of the words mm. and then we got to the Airbnb we stayed in an Airbnb which was lovely yeah we um, did it was on a hill very uh-huh. hilly so mm. very very hilly and then I think the next sort of interesting thing that we did was go to the merch store. Yes. Yeah. Myeongdong. No. Oh, the, the one in the mall. Oh, yeah, the yet to come. The merch saga. Yet to come pop-up oh. store. So the Wait. yet to come Busan pop-up where they did the yet to come hoodies as well as lots of artist-made merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we say lots, they probably had like 10 of each item every day. But um, So the first day we went to that, we were a little bit late getting there. Well, we struggled to find it for a while didn't really manage to get anything except we got our army bombs that was good mm, yeah secured those mm-hmm. but the Day problem one. was is christine and i had seen a lot of the artist made merch and seen how available it was and obviously we were aware of the prices that we paid to get it shipped here mm. and how much we paid to get it from like yeah so then we became marginally obsessed <laughs> a with bit. going back to this yet to come Busan pop-up every day yeah we which went back is really days. difficult because actually Christine and I hate the morning yeah we're not we morning hate people. we not morning people mm-hmm. but this thing opened at like 10 so we were like if we yeah. get up at eight and you got the next day you had to get there really early you couldn't get there at 10 you had to get there early to queue to get you got like a little number yeah and some people slept in the queue so you'd like we were never going to be the first people in but we thought we would maybe be able to I think the first day we were like 140 mm-hmm. and then we wanted to be like maybe like 50 yeah. um so the next day we were 99 um, natasha didn't come enough. natasha had tapped out she was like i'm not about this one because she's she, a student she's she a student yeah. yeah she's like i don't need all of the stuff and we like i need to own everything yeah day two to the merch store didn't really manage to get anything i got the hobby pots the you hobby did yeah pots. you got the pot, plant pot set with um, a little hobby set with the whole set, yeah. And then I think we got like some like wristbands for our army bombs. Yeah, we did. We both bought something at least because this is where the story gets interesting. Though, in the stocks, you waited, you got there two hours early, then you waited two hours to get into the line. So you can see him through the window when you get like to the front of the line. There was one sugar necklace left on the stand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Christine, that I want that necklace. And then I watched a girl pick it up and put it in her basket. And then mm-hmm. we were let in like in the next wave. And I was just like, why? Yeah, why? yeah, that was sad. That was sad. I think I also saw JK Suris get sold out. The color I wanted was sold out already, but the other color yeah. sold out while we were in the line, so that was sad. Um, but yeah, then we went to check out, and then you had a little encounter. Didn't I you? did. So uh, before we went to, 
pedestal as part of my can't be midlife crisis because I'm only in my 30s um but as part of my life crisis I decided to dye my hair pink and the girl at the checkout was like oh my god I love your hair and I was like oh thanks it's really great and then she started telling me about how the customer ahead of her had been really rude to her mm-hmm. um and had actually swore and sworn at her um and I was like oh god that's so awful like I'm so sorry that that happened um then she instantly asked me if I was into football well, uh, where, where I was from, from yeah and then what my football team was and then Christine works at Tottenham Hotspurs so she said she was a big Tottenham fan and I was like oh my my friend's actually a Tottenham fan Christine came over yeah and well then, I told her if she was ever in London like to, to send me an email or something I gave her my email and, then... and we asked her for some insight into what happens with the merch because this was our second time trying mm. and we were like well, we keep getting email. here too late yeah, yeah. So yeah. we exchanged a couple of emails where she was like, the stock arrives from Hybe at like seven in the morning. We don't know what we're going to get, mm-hmm. but there's normally about 10 of each one. one, except for Tay's bag and JK's lamp. You'd be lucky if there's one or two of those. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And also, she said in Christine's email, like, tell your friend, like, thank you so much for being so kind and friendly and I was like I'm so kind and friendly yeah she said she didn't normally talk to to customers much so she said it was really special that she was so like kind to her so that was nice she told us what time to get in the line well she said she didn't really know what time to get in the line she said about 6 a.m and we were about a bit like we're not going to get there for 6 a.m that's ridiculous um but she said that what she could do was just if we told her what items we were after specifically there were rules in the store so you could only buy one jk hoodie for example you can only buy one sugar necklace mm-hmm. so to stop reselling we think which is fair. yeah what she ended up doing was she said if someone brings up too many of an item i'll put that, those items aside and then when you come up to pay I can give you those items as well. So <laughs> we really looked out. We did, yeah. We got there. We got there still early. We were we number sixty in the queue. Yeah, we got the train the wrong way, or otherwise we would have been. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we would have been a little fault. earlier. But yeah. no, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, we think we got on like a fast train that didn't stop at all the stations because all of a sudden we were like way right past the station we were meant to get off. So what were you doing while we were doing that, Natasha? Um, you were in bed. Yeah, I were in bed. I did have a bit of cold though. So. That is true. Yeah, you did. So yeah, we got there day three. They'd ended up having Sugar's uh, notebook set yeah. in the store. So I picked Left up over. one of those. That was great. Because we were number 60 by then. So that was good. Yeah. They get to come hoodie the purple one. They had that. They um, did. Yeah, so yeah I you got, got one that of those one. for the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this girl, which who will rename nameless. Obviously, we don't want to get anyone in trouble. But our merch garden angel, <laughs> um, <laughs> she... Um, texted us to say that he she had one of Hobie's bags and one of JK's hoodies in the grey, which is the colour that I wanted, behind the till for us. So that was good. And then we stressed a lot about like trying to aim to get to her because there were like probably like six tills and we obviously needed to go and check out at her tills. We were like being like, oh well if we don't end up getting to her then we need to pretend like we're deliberating over items like a few times so that we can like aim for the cashier that we need but yeah eventually we ended up working out like she finished just before we were heading up mm-hmm. with our previous customers so then uh, Most as a we, line. Got, we got to the tail sort of handed her our basket of stuff and then she like dropped on the floor um she was like oh my god no i've lost the bag of stuff and then she sort of bent down got all the stuff she had 
put behind the till all of our stuff and put it back on the desk. It was like, this was what you had, right? This, we like, this yeah. was it. And we were like, hmm, yeah. I felt like we were in like a heist movie. You know, like when <laughs> yeah. we came in, she'd ask what we were wearing. And then another lady came over, started speaking to her in Korea, and it sounded like there was a problem. And then we were really stressed. We were like, oh, no, she's going to get fired. She's been really nice to us. But thankfully, it was about a different issue. Yeah, so. it was about something else. She texted us to confirm after. So in exchange for about £200, we left with a lot of artist made merch. Yeah, we uh, And we were very happy. Yeah, you didn't get your sugar necklace. I didn't get I my already sugar, have necklace. A sugar necklace, but Leanne really wants one as well. She wants yeah. to copy me. She's jealous. I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I left with Sugar Snowbook and JK Hoodie, and you left with Hubby's bag, and then yeah. you get to come Hoodie. So yeah, good haul, yeah. Worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Good army karma. Yes. Be kind <laughs> out there, guys, because it may come back to you. Yeah. Yeah, also, really weirdly, we met these two Mexican girls when we were in the. Um, the mall in Jamsha. One of them had a ticket to the concert. We sort of got to talking to them, and one of them had a ticket to live play. We mm. sort of chatted to them for a bit, and then we ended up running into them like two other times: once in Busan, and then another time when we were back in Seoul. It was very strange. I said it yeah. was really sweet that they'd like. It was like army friend goals. Like I think as a for some when uh, Andrew joined us, we achieved lots of big army goals but I was like it's so sweet that like these two army friends have come out and one of them's just going to go to the live play and yeah support her friend even though her friend's going to the concert and we did yeah. meet a lot of army who were alone right because yeah true, obviously true. with the raffling but I think if, system it would have happened to us though because if one of us had gotten tickets in the raffle then mm. obviously the rest of us would have been at live play yeah. but that's not how it ended up happening in the end so yeah, we were talking about merch. So should we talk about Myeongdong? Myeongdong. One of the evenings we went to Myeongdong, which is this sort of underground shopping center that mm-hmm. Natasha knew about. And they sell a lot of albums there and also a lot of maybe not so official merch. Some of the BT21 stuff was official, I mm. think. But a lot of the other merch, not official, but still fun and cheap and and a little bit overwhelming like you're yeah. just like oh my god there's so I think because like to some extent we are starved of merch here like oh, in London sure. like in London we've got um places where we can get Korean food and the albums and stuff and it's fine so we get a lot of our merch online online yeah um but pay the army premium yeah um so and it's like- just like looking at like the stickers and the key rings and I was like how much is this and you were like a pound and I was like I must own them all yeah and then we were like I'm gonna get these little um BTS stamp stickers for all of my important BTS mail yeah, yeah, yeah. you were like I'm gonna get everything. some sugar post-it notes and I was like how much are they and you were like one pound twenty and I was like oh yeah I need some RM post-it notes yeah I got sugar I post-it notes for absolutely our at work I got a sugar scheduling book. That was good. I got loads of different pens. Oh, that's when um, I got my RMT money card. Yeah, yeah, you got your T money. So T money card is like what you use to travel. It's kind of like an Oyster card. So they make like T money cards with BTS on them. So you got your RM card really early. Oh, and then like, later on, I got one of the sugar ones. What so did you get? Oh, I'm gone. Um, I did get a lot of treasure stuff because... Everything was so cheap, so we obviously just bought as much as you could fit in your bag and more. I got a few albums. I got a lot of stickers. I got a paper binder. I got big, like, you can get um, 
a poster set. So you get 12 posters and a sheet of stickers for 7,001, which is like, what, four pound? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they do like every group you can think of. They do for the bigger ones like BTS and like twice, they do like individual members. They do a lot of actors. And yeah, it's, it's a lot. And because I'd been there before and seen how cheap it was, that's what stops me from buying it in England. Like, mm-hmm. I'll look at it, admire it, but, like, I'll not buy it knowing the fact that, like, if I ever go back to Korea, I can get it for so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I just love it. So that's why I bought so much and took an yeah. empty suitcase. That's, like, one thing that you need to do. If you are a K-pop stan, you need to take an empty suitcase to Korea to fill it up with as much stuff as possible because that's what Christine and Leanne just didn't do this time but next time we're going to be on it yeah and we managed to get it all uh, we did get managed to get it all home uh with some help from tasha's empty suitcase but yeah i think like when you go get merch here you have to like pace yourself mm. very much you can maybe get like one or two things but then being out there i was like well i want all of this stuff i'm just gonna buy it so we got like little coffee mugs we got quite a lot of albums we haven't opened a lot of them yet because we want to save them from when for when we're feeling down yeah when we got the albums didn't we we got what six albums for 50 pounds yeah six bts albums for 50 pounds 50 pounds they were like seven pounds each (sighs) yeah crazy but we Um, couldn't get some of the big ones like the big map of the soul ones we didn't have the suitcase no yeah we were a bit restricted by suitcase space i really wanted to just get all the albums we don't have but we couldn't we limited ourselves to to the small ones yeah the small (laughs) ones I also got two Memories DVDs. They had yeah. loads of the old Memories, End of Year, those like BTS and Saipan and all that sort of package content, the DVDs. But the older you got, the more expensive it got. So mm-hmm. like some of the Memories like 2018 and, and those ones were like 120, 150 pounds. I didn't get those, but I got Memories 2020 and 2019 and we already, already bought 2021 and then we got all of the stickers the badges the mm-hmm. pins and it's just so much yeah i was just completely overwhelmed <laughs> and then i got oh we got the little figurines and the yeah. pop-ups and, and the, the um, bridge magnets bridge magnets big bridge ones. magnets I, eye masks eye masks we got there is also lots of other as well as the underground shopping center thing there's a lot of other shops just dotted around in front of the like street food stands where you can get the odd BT21 thing or like they'll have like unofficial BTS t-shirts and like so there is a lot of other stuff um just dotted around you just got to like stumble upon it yeah um yeah we went to one phone case store they had some phone cases some of them were BT21 some of them weren't yeah, enough pop sockets to last us forever. A lot of pop sockets, and then socks. Um, yeah, and they had loads of socks. We've got some Shiki and some Koya socks. We also went to the place where they had earrings, like all the way up the wall to the ceiling. Yeah, all floor to ceiling earrings, and they had some of the sections. The ones that I found the most fun were the sections where they put like idols and actors faces near the earrings and was like this is what they wore this is what they wore and these are these earrings and they had quite a lot of Jimin earrings so I got some Jimin earrings for the concert for the concert yeah and then I got like 10 more pairs of earrings also very cheap earrings mm-hmm. and super trendy yeah they had a lot of fun designs again there was a lot to choose from and I'm a bit OCD when it comes to this sort of stuff so I really want to look at everything but you just have to give up give well the up. guy that closed the store 
and we were still in it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically turned the lights off. Yeah, that was the first time we went. We went back there later. We also managed to go to the official BT21 Line Friends, or it's just Line Friends, isn't it? The store is just Line Friends, and then they have BT21 as part of that. By then, we'd already got quite a lot of merch, so I didn't buy all that much. I bought the board game. Yeah, you the did. Oh, board yeah. Game. <laughs> uh, the, is it called Yut? Yeah, Yut Nori, I think. Yut Nori, yeah. Yeah. That's a little board game, BT21 board game, which has got little figurines, and you play Yut Nori. And yeah, they play it this, on run. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's, uh, well, I presume most people would have seen it, but it's the one where they throw, like, the sticks. big sticks in the air, and then they land in different configurations. And I had such trouble when I watched that one episode of, like figuring out how that game worked but i've since played it in my korean class and it's fun so so i got that with the little bt21 characters and i'm hoping that we can use it when we fulfill our dream of opening a korean board game cafe yeah um (laughs) watch out for that listeners yeah Um, so that was really great i got that and i got some koya stuff yeah um and then i got my new favorite sweatshirt which got some american style pancakes on and some shooky syrup and it has little shikis all over the pancake stack really and with berries and stuff. So it's overly sweet. And they had, um, your friend just had a baby, right? And oh, they had baby yeah. section, but it was all cookies. All cookie. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, no, you got the mobile, which were all the characters. Yeah, the Koya one. Yeah. But the baby clothes were just cookie. Yeah. There was only cookie baby clothes available. Yeah, it looked like weirdly they only made But it's because she said he's the baby. Oh, yeah, fine. Because he's the mac, yeah, yeah. So fine, the baby fine, fine. Group. So I got him the little uh, cookie baby girl. And I got them a Koya mobile. Yeah. So that they can be inspired by his geniusness while they're mm-hmm. young. And I got a uh, shaky one for my stepbrother who's about to have a baby. Well, next year, but still. Uh, be early. <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, exactly. They also sell... Truss stuff in the Lion Friends store in Hongdae, which is treasures, little characters. Nice. So, yeah, long story short, there's a lot of merch that you can get at very, very good prices. They also had a huge chimmy like body pillow. If they had a million other characters, they would have definitely gone in suitcase. Moral of the story is go to Korea, get your merch. And then we went to Jimin Land. We got there on the 9th and Jimin's birthday is on the 13th. We were traveling on his actual birthday, but obviously there were birthday celebrations that we found in Seoul. We'd seen that there was this celebration called Jimin Land. There were a few advertising boards and stuff like that. And we found that road in the mall. Um, oh, yeah, that had all of the yeah. like, electronic billboards mm-hmm. near the... Starfield Library. It's in the Coex Mall. Yeah, so near there, we there were a lot of the advertising boards. We stood there and waited a while for them to come back up, and it was all sorts of like German performances oh, and stuff. That and it, so that was cool. really good. Um, <laughs> and it's the Coex one where we went and then saw the big, big billboard, the big 3D billboard, which was just absolutely mesmerizing. There was one where there was like a car that felt like it was coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, <laughs> not cool. German related, but it was a cool billboard. Cool um, billboards. Yeah, they did have a BTS cookie run advert. So we stood and waited for that for quite a long time and it didn't come back up, which was sad. I've just seen the end. Yeah. I seen one um, yeah, but it did have the advert where it looked like the car was going to come out and hit you. And it was like around a corner, so it looked like a cube. And then we managed to find Jimin Land, which was in Songsu, I think. It was this sort of little 
courtyard. Courtyard. Um, and it had sort of Happy Jim and Day banners like mm-hmm. all across the entrance to the courtyard. There were all these little like restaurants and shops around, and they put sort of his pictures up in the middle and hung sort of big versions of his pictures all around. And yeah, I think it's we're not going to be able to do it justice by explaining no. it. Please so you go can to our Instagram look. and look at our reels. Or it's on our YouTube at Generation BTS. Yeah, so uh, Instagram or YouTube if you want to check that out. And they had Jim and, La- Jim and Pizza. They did. <laughs> and the bit where you could take your photograph. Yeah, yeah. So it was his concept photo for B, I think, where he's in the room with all the flowers. So you could get your photo in the big sort of booth with the flowers. So we did that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Did the classic gym and then sort of popped our shoulder out yeah. of our jackets. We were right behind this uh, mother and daughter. So we took ones of them together. They were really, really cute. Yeah. Oh, what was the best thing that happened at Jimland? Yeah. So uh, if you watched our Instagram stories, you might have seen this already. But we were at Jimland queuing up for the photo. And this older gentleman came mm-hmm. up to us. Um, maybe in his 50s. Yeah, maybe a bit older. And he had this sort of stack of, of photo cards and he went up to everyone in the queue and he was like, who's your bias? Who's your bias? And then we obviously told him who our bias was. And then he handed us like a like an A5 photo of our bias. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cute, very cute. And he did, it wasn't like trying to promote his Etsy shop or his podcast, podcast or whatever. Because <laughs> we brought some photo cards too, but they had like our QR code for the podcast in the back mm-hmm. and like a little bit of info and stuff so we were handing those out but yeah this guy he was just handing us photos of our bias yeah and he was so sweet because it wasn't even like a few it was like a hundred of each one so he had yeah. about 800 photos and then he was just talking to everyone going up to everyone and just being like he got that was just it was just so sweet and yeah. so unexpected. Yeah, I had like, no I think, ulterior motive. Yeah, and like when we see other army, they do tend to be sort of young girls, and then we sort of relate to them. Or like at least girls. Yeah, yeah, or at least girls. Yeah, it's yeah. just this really just sweet old man. And he, it wasn't like he was staying there to be like, oh my God, like, don't you love BTS? He was just like, well, here's your bias. Here's the photo. Okay, next one. Yeah, <laughs> next one. I've got, I've got work to do. I've got yeah. joy to spread. Joy important to spread. business. Yeah, he's, important business. <laughs> he's on important business. And then we went upstairs. There was this cafe where they had some of the instruments performances and they played the music mm-hmm. and stuff and got some nice cake there. There were more photos in that hallway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was our experience at Jim and Land. Really good. Yeah, really good. I'm really glad that we happened to be there around one of their birthdays actually yeah that, me too the concert could have easily been any other yeah time right we wouldn't have been able to experience that for sure no I think that added something as well I think if we go in the like early September we could cover off JK and RM mm-hmm. yeah that's true I think the only thing the only other thing we want to talk about before we talk about going to Busan is the day we went to Duxum Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I think maybe that was the same day as Jimland, but um It was the same day as Jimland, the same day we got the Hobie Pots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still weren't feeling very well, but we'd met after. So the weather actually when we were out in Seoul was oh, glorious. Yeah. It was yeah. so warm, like in the twenties most days. Mm-hmm. Bit in colder the day. at night. We went to Tuxen Park. Yeah. Where um for anyone who hasn't listened to our Wing Solos episode, uh which is out now. Um, go and listen to it go and listen to it yeah but rm wrote his song reflection from that episode there in tuxen park and he talks about hanging out there he recorded some audio of the people who were there when he uh when he was sort of thinking about the song he talks about going there when he feels sort of 
frustrated with himself or when he doesn't feel like he likes himself very much or when he's a bit overwhelmed and he uh, yeah, talks about being in the in Toxin Park to sort of recenter himself. So um and that finishes on the I wish I could love myself. Mm-hmm. Repeat over and over again. It was really beautiful. There was a couple of times when we were there when I felt really close to them or really close to Aram in particular. Um when we weren't at the concert. Like there was yeah. times when I really felt like we were just like living this fantasy life that they recommend you live to be happy and we were <laughs> finally doing it. Tuxum was one of those. And when we arrived at Tuxum, we actually did the unboxing video of the Hobie pots, like looking out onto the water. Mm-hmm. We haven't put the unboxing video up anywhere, so you've not missed that, but um, we might do later. <laughs> and then the highlight of yeah. the being at Tuxum was that we did some Namjoon in, right? Yeah. So we hired some bicycles and like rode around the river on this glorious day. Uh, the girls were really uh, sweet and let me hire a tandem <laughs> rather than three singles. So, <laughs> so yeah, we had one tandem bike and one single and like rode them around. Like we were in these, we, we swapped out. So everyone got to go on the tandem, but the tandem was quite hard. Yeah. It was hard to get it up hills. It was really scary seeing it on the back of the tandem going up a hill. There was one time I was on the back and Natasha was in the front and Natasha sort of stood up to like, pedal harder up and I literally thought I was going to die um, because we didn't have helmets or anything so yeah um, but the whole rest of the experience was very was sweet really and fun. lovely and got and, lots of videos yeah. we saw the I Hat Soul signs mm-hmm. we did some pictures and videos around there and yeah really beautiful so yeah we had a great time in Tuxum didn't we um, Tuxum was great and I'm doing it around but yeah should we get to Busan then yeah let's talk about Busan Yay, okay. So we got the train down there. It was really quick. We stopped in Daegu. Daegu, yeah. Which is where Tay and Sugar are from. We didn't get off the train. Passed by Daegu, but that was special. And then we ended up in Busan. Yeah. You edited the podcast, you edited reels, and I crafted our photo cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leanne was gluing our little, or... little craft project on the go. <laughs> yeah. Um, using all my yet-to-come washi tape. So yeah, that was a productive train ride, yeah. definitely, for all of us. Um, so yeah, and we got to Busan, it was quite late, and we got to our accommodation. Our accommodation was like quite far outside the city, mm. just because we... We booked really late. Well, we didn't book that late, but we booked like after... They announced the concert. They announced the concert. Well, obviously, we had to know what day. Um, so, yeah, we got in the taxi. Thank God for... Cacao taxi. Cacao taxi, yeah, Lifesaver. Um, really cheap as well. Mm. Taxi is in Korea, super cheap. So, um, so, yeah, we got a taxi all the way out to the uh, the place where we were staying, which was the sort of beachfront Airbnb complex glamour sex pad <laughs> yeah it was uh, <laughs> it had a mirrored ceiling it was definitely designed for it wasn't romantic a mirror it was like a reflective surface i'd say it was like it wasn't a mirror but you could see yourself yeah. um and it had like a fake fireplace and uh, it was very good yeah it was very bougie um it was like the definition of bougie yeah it's definitely bougie. <laughs> yeah um and we had a lot of trouble getting in <laughs> So I had like the store handle. Um, I'm sorry if this is too much detail about our Airbnb, but it was funny to us. Um, it had this uh, door handle that had no 
buttons or numbers on it, but he'd given us a code that we needed to enter. And we were like, where do we enter this code? Like there are no fucking buttons anywhere. Um, there was no one around. There was, was no one around. Not yeah, a hotel. Didn't so have a reception or We ended up struggling for quite a while. And then we ended up like trying to text with the Airbnb guy. And he was, at one point he said, try to steal the whole handle. <laughs> 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 What do you mean still? So we were like grabbing I, we sent him like a picture of me like gripping the handle yeah. and trying to like pull it off. Yeah. yeah. And at the at the end he was like, You need to put the code and I was like, There is no buttons. You see my problem, there is no button. Anyway. He lots of pictures yeah. and he said, put your palm on the like handle and then when we did that it brought up like a digital display i felt like we were in an escape room yeah honestly Uh but yeah i don't know how we were meant to know that i feel like they could put that in the instructions like put your palm on the thing and the buttons will appear and then you put the code in but no they had not they were just like put the code in and yeah i think the when i see like vlogs people have that type of handle so i guess it's just in like england don't have any technology like that we have a key to our door so (laughs) I guess you were just like looking at us to be like, these people are so stupid. Like, why do you not understand stealing the handle is where to get in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe that makes sense then. If that's like a normal handle solution in Korea, then I can see why they didn't put it in the instructions. Too bad. Like, like, yeah. Um, we didn't understand. We got lucky, didn't we, that their taxis were so cheap and so easy to get because we struggled mm-hmm. to get taxis in Seoul yeah. on Kakao Taxi. Yeah, but um, Busan's super easy. But Busan was a lot easier. Yeah. So we spent our first night in this accommodation and then the next day we were waiting for our friend Angelica or Angie who was joining us. So Angelica is our friend that we met on the BTS UK Army group where yep. I met her there. So uh, shout out to anyone who's in that group. Yeah, Angelica met us on a group chat. We've met her a few times. She's come to, to London. She used to live here, um, mm. moved back to Poland now. So she'd traveled from Poland separately from us and then came to meet us in uh, in Busan and uh, yeah, stayed with us out there, which was really nice. We ended up stumbling on this infinity pool oh, yeah, yeah, set yeah. up in the hotel <laughs> next door. Yeah. The most amazing photo shoot. It did say in the ad for the Airbnb, it was like, oh, it has an infinity pool at the hotel next door that you can use if you want to pay um, 30,000 won per person. It's like 20 pounds. So it's not super cheap for that. But um, but the ad was like accommodation with pool. And then in the small print, it was like pool at the hotel next door that you can pay for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also had to get these like swimming shoes and they were not too sexy. But um, we did the photo shoot nonetheless. They didn't mind us getting up on the edge, like the ledge of the yeah. infinity yeah. pool. So uh, there dangerous. were a lot of like contorted photos on there there was like a the ledge of the infinity pool and then like a little gap like a moat almost mm. great news um, though none of us fell off no no exactly yeah we were really good at that not falling off and then we went to meet Angie when she came to join us she brought us some uh, lovely presents oh yeah she did yeah uh, we had little starbucks, uh, cups. starbucks cups we put them on our instagram as well i don't know if anyone would have seen but they're starbucks cups with like I think she gets these like washable stickers mm-hmm. with there were two JK ones for uh and, vocal line people. Yeah, and Jay and Natasha are both um vocal junker stands. stands. And then I got a Yungi one and uh Leanne got a lovely RM one. I did. Leanne, sorry. No, 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 no. You heard that right. Leanne. Leanne. 
We'll tell you the story of Leanth in a minute. But um <laughs> but yeah, so then after that we went into the centre of Busan, yeah, didn't we? We went to the culture village. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Well we went to the culture village. That was really beautiful. I'd recommend if anyone is going to Busan, go to the culture village because it was gorgeous. Mm. And yeah. we met the little cat on the way and we got this beautiful video, it was really playful. So it was playing like with our skirts and my hobby bag and then at one point Christine's bag and she had a little Shucky BT21 keyring on there so we've got this like really cute video of a little meow meow playing with a little meow meow yeah oh, we were dead yeah <laughs> we were dead yeah it was very cute we had some nice food there yeah, really we... cheap nice food when we were looking for the bus stop at the culture village there were like a family I think they might have been American a mum and a dad and like a teenage daughter and like like with the Mexican girls, you saw him again. I actually did see her again. I feel like it were in um, the album shop. Yeah. When we got to Busan, they had lit the bridge purple. And ultimately, once we got to Busan, it was lots of people in purple, lots of people with their merch out, lots yeah. of people going to the places that we were going to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the welcome, welcome army mm-hmm. in the train station. It felt much more like we'd arrived at a place where we were meant to be his army yeah and then we went down to the city to go to this garden party event it's a bit of a weird one because they had sold tickets to this garden party event um at one of the hotels the tickets had gone so quickly so we weren't able to get any but then a couple of days before they said oh actually we're going to reimburse everyone for their tickets and just make it like an open event so we tried to go there but then it was kind of just like they were playing episodes of run on a big screen without subtitles and it really wasn't that much fun Mm. it was a really good run episode admittedly it was the yeah asmr one yes it was which is really funny but you could do with the subtitles yeah and then also yeah i think they were had performances on earlier and then people sang along and stuff and that's what was on people's like instagram reels and stuff i saw a lot of that but the event really wasn't all that much like it, you didn't miss out, really. Hmm. That's <laughs> what we're trying to trees. say. Yeah, the purple trees were nice. Um, but then, yeah, we went into Busan instead and got some street food, which was nice. So we, that was we tried our, all the street food. We tried all the street food in yeah. one night. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, did not hold back. So we had the uh, candied grapes. Oh, I had grapes. You guys had grapes and strawberries. strawberries. Yeah. And then we had hot dog. Yeah. We had two sets of hot dogs actually because we got to this one place well we already had hot dogs because I was like I'm dying to try hot dogs because we had just watched the cookie run episode Mm -hmm. where they all talk about their their favorite sweets and um Yungi says that his favorite sweet is the hot dog yeah and that's what he made his kingdom from and you've tried the the like fish bungapang yeah yeah the one that RM chooses Um, so that was cool. <laughs> and then and we then, saw another hot dog stand that had a really long line and was super famous. So then we had to have tried those hot dogs yeah. as well. Yeah, and we're they were better than the first hot dogs, but in were, general, hot dogs very good. They're like kind of like pancakes, but they sort of deep fry and then they put like some sort of sugar cinnamon mixture yeah. inside. Natasha couldn't have any because she's allergic. allergic to cinnamon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you missed out. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> they're delicious. Yeah, they're really nice. Not worth dying for though. No. Yeah, we had hot dog and uh, we had the um, spiral potato thing mm. that Dickie has in his vlog episode. Which um, is really good. Really nice. That uh, comes with cheese dust. It's kind of like cheesy snacks, but like a potato. Um, and we had this weird like 
coin-shaped thing that had like some sort of condensed milk and then cheese in. I really liked it. I I'm a big one. fan of the milk sweets, so uh, Leanne didn't like it as much. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, um, by this time, she was still Leanne. In Bruce Anne, she was her original form, but don't <laughs> worry, it gets better. She improves and... <laughs> Now you can say, I am the amp, and I've been army for like two weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've only been alive two weeks. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what else did we have? I think we had some fried stuff, didn't we? One it's called Kim Mari, which is chapche noodles in seaweed, deep fried. And then there were like tempura. Did we have squid and then prawns? And then we had like a huge chili that was stuffed with cheese. And then there was also one that looked, we all thought it was melon. And then when we asked him, he like just chuckled at us and we're like, no, it's, it's pumpkin. And we were like, felt so stupid. And then in Korean, he started like joking to his mum, being like, huh? they thought that were a melon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a, a foreign moment from us. Did you have the rice tea? Yeah, we had the rice punch siki, I think you call it. Um, mm. I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, you Sorry. didn't like it. Like, oh, we had corn dogs. Oh, we had corn dogs. Yeah, yeah. in sugar. Yeah, With sugar. Normal, if you've ever been to Bunchik in London, it's like that. Um, so Korean corn dogs, you get them with like the corn stuff, but then sometimes they put like cheese and like sauces on it as well. But yeah, it, they sprinkle it in sugar there. You could get it without sugar, but we obviously wanted the authentic experience. Mm. So we got one with sugar. But um, yeah, it was all right. It was good. good. It was good. The sausage out there was really good. Yeah. When we, ever, we had different sausage in yeah. all varieties. <clears throat> no pun intended, guys. Uh, we're very angelic and pure. Um, oh. That was the end of the street food section. Do we all want to choose our favorite street food? I will choose the hot dog, although I think the mm. candied fruit was like a close second. Mm. I'm going to choose the potato spiral and the cheese. I would have to go with the candied fruit, but then second would be like the spicy rice cakes that we got after the concert, but it's still street fruit, so it doesn't matter. And then? And then? It was concert day. Yeah. Drum roll, please. I've already oh, done you it. You already did it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Concert day was exciting. Well, should we talk about how we got the tickets, Ashley? Yeah. We should talk about tickets. Yeah. I don't know if we said on the podcast. I think maybe we did, but I'm not sure any of those episodes are out yet. Um, where we talk about that we decided to go mm. despite not getting tickets or we decided to go before we knew whether we had tickets. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get tickets in the first raffle or any of the subsequent raffles. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen our uh, beautifully designed Weverse ticket competition tickets. You had to just like put some stickers on a digital ticket and then that was a contest that they did, but they only had 77 tickets. We didn't get tickets from Weverse or on Interpark. We tried on the general sale, but it was impossible. You couldn't even get into the website. Yeah, we we'd already had our flights before the raffle. Mm -hmm. Then we didn't win in the raffle, but we did manage to get into live play. Yeah, we did. So that was the plan all along. So we were heading out there like three days before with no tickets, just live play. Which we um, were okay about. Yeah. Yeah, obviously a lot of people were in that same situation. But then my 
or our friend Azelle, our lovely friend Azelle, a million shout outs for Azelle. Um, what an absolute legend. She saw a post by BTS Army Unite UK on Instagram. I think it was an Instagram story where they asked, can UK Army who have booked flights out to Busan and have tickets for the live play, not the concert, email us on this email address? Mm-hmm. We saw that because Azal sent it to me and we were like, okay, well, let's email them. Yeah, we thought it was going to be like a meetup or something because mm-hmm. the BTS Army Unite UK people, they organise the BTS club nights that we go to in London. So where yeah. they just play BTS music in like all night. Yeah. They organise those. So we were like, oh, maybe it's a pre-party or an after-party. Yeah, it was weird that they were like, oh, it's just for the live play people. But I thought it maybe it was like a chaperones thing or like maybe they were hoping to like find buddies to fly with for people who maybe were traveling out who were a bit younger or that's sort of what I thought it was and then they ended up emailing me back and they said we have a very small amount of tickets we already had too many emails we weren't allowed to tell anyone at that stage so they just asked for all of our flight information passport information all sorts of details that we had to send over to them I went in with the big sale about the podcast Mm mm-hmm yeah, so like in the email where you put it, I was like, and also we've got this podcast, here's our link, here's our YouTube, this is how many listeners we've had. Yeah. Like if you need any extra information about like how big an army we are, <laughs> here it all is, we absolutely love them. Yeah. I was thinking like if she's going to have to decide, like yeah, if she's yeah, going to yeah. have to rank army, I want her to know that like we are like yeah. dedicated. That's fair. Talk about them all the time, have the podcast, like yeah. please, please, please. And then she came back the next day and said, oh, I'll be happy to allocate you guys some tickets. And yeah, we died. We died. <laughs> I was crying in my office. I was crying at home. I don't have a personal office. I have a, uh, a very like open plan office. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a fun day in the office <laughs> for me. Jumping and screaming. Yeah. Well, we got, did a group call from my office toilets. And we, well, I was in my office toilets. You guys were maybe other places. I was sat right here. Uni accommodation. I was here, but I think I was in the kitchen when we had the call because I couldn't sit down after all of my jumping and screaming. Yeah. Crying. So, yeah, that was how that happened. We were very, very lucky. Um, we managed to get four tickets, including one for Angelica. So, yeah, we found out later that the tickets were uh, given from Hybe to the Korean embassy in the UK to distribute as they please from what we know as in like they could admire dignitaries whatever if they wanted to but they decided that they wanted them to go to Um, uk army who were willing to portray busan in a nice way just the Um, crazy armies that booked (laughs) their flights without tickets to the concert but yeah anyway we um got to the concert it was like 11 a.m we got there yeah yeah we had to queue up in this like massive long line that we didn't really know where it was going Mm, Um, it wasn't really going where we needed to be it was but it was maybe like a bit of a detour and it was really really hot in busan much hotter than it was in seoul Mm. so we were a bit afraid of getting like sunstroke and things like that because we hadn't thought about like bringing water or sunscreen or anything like that we were like hungry dehydrated yeah stood in this little line under the shadow of the boys every now and then yeah 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 they had like big banners of them up and they had um, lots of free, like, little merch stalls and stuff. Yeah, it was a bit like a um, festival where they had lots of, like, tents and the walk-up where the, the sponsors and stuff, mm. like, they had the Xylitol and, like, the Chilsung Cider and uh, loads of, like, different 
partners of, of the Cookie Kingdom. Hive and the company, yeah, the Cookie Kingdom included. There was one that was like the army membership tent that Natasha and I went into. And then we managed to pick up our tickets. The way that they'd sort of organized it was that we had like ticket vouchers that you traded in for a ticket and a wristband. So even on the day you couldn't resell tickets because they put your wristband on you. You needed the ticket and the wristband to get into the concert. The tickets that we had weren't like linked to a specific seat. So they gave us tickets in exchange when we got there. So we all managed to sit together, which was nice. We felt really lucky in that respect, right? Because we mm-hmm. knew there was a lot of army, like when we met the Mexican girls and some of the others who were going to be separated or yeah. in different parts of the stadium, whereas the four of us were together. And Yeah, well, we were... there was no way to go together with anyone if you'd gone in the raffle, right? Because mm-hmm. you couldn't link your application to anyone. Uh, which was a bit strange, but, you know, that's how they wanted to do it. Loads of single <laughs> armies. Lots of individual armies. You can make yeah. friends with army, but army very easy to make friends with. That's true. And we went standing, we were seated. And then we went to get some food after that. And we went to a, uh, a place that was really appropriately called John Cook Sausage. <laughs> like, John Cook Sausage. Yeah, it was like J-O-A-H and then Cook, as in, like, cooking. They'd made, like, kielbasa Polish sausages. Mm hilarious that's what we want to get in yeah. Natasha even asked if she could buy one of their hats yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't let us buy hats which is sad yeah we just believed that everything was merch yeah. by that point <laughs> and then we uh, and we could confirm John's cooked sausage was delicious lovely yeah mm-hmm. good all four of us get our sausage. own individual John cooked sausage yeah good day <laughs> hats off to your banter sir mr john cook and then we went to eat it and you got to talking to some korean girls they gave us this like little towel thing you know, and it was a minyungi towel so in the little bunny ears yeah they'd actually said my hair was really nice that was good oh yeah. i went and got merch from the dalmajan dalmajan uh selection that sort of thing i got some little teacups which were really cute and then i got the cardigan mm-hmm. which has got like the green embroidered yeah symbol on that's really warm and fluffy the merch was really well done at the concert it was really well organized mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the stadium which felt just really chaotic yeah oh yeah. and we saw the rehearsal yeah, we check. did. Yeah, we saw there was a sound well, we check where we didn't really see. There was a girl that had a camera, like a good camera, that she was able to like hold up and then zoom in, and we could see John Cook through one um, centimeter jk through her camera. Like we could see him, but we could hear them. We could hear them sing songs. But yeah, we should probably talk about that. Actually, it was quite unorganized. The stadium, yes, yeah, the stadium was really cool. So I don't know if people might have seen. They talked about not being able to go around on the um, on the cars at the concert because they were meant to come around. I think it was for fire and idol, maybe. Yeah, uh, they were meant to come down and be on the backs of these like big trucks and then sort of come closer to all the state the people who were seated. Us. They weren't able to do that. Um, they were trying to get to us. Yeah, they were, and they couldn't. So first of all, when we got there, there weren't any stadium people working there. So that's why we'd had to get in this big line that we didn't really know where it was going. But yeah, that was a bit confusing. The food and drinks bit was fine. That was okay. And the toilets was, was um, good. Um, but maybe not the interpack people. The people having to do the interpack verification. Oh, yeah. Their line was like... Uh, that line was because massive. Of, because of this sort of secret second line that had formed that people thought was the line. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you came around a corner and it was very clear that that wasn't the line 
there was just a horde of people trying to get down one staircase because mm-hmm. you had to go down this staircase to do your ID verification. But the line that we'd been in was actually nowhere near that line. Mm-hmm. It was like the line to look at that line. So then like lots of people rushed forward to try and like yeah. get down this one staircase, which yeah. was just so small. Yeah. And, and then when was... you got down there, yeah. there was like just weaving lines of people who needed to get their ID. Mm-hmm verified yeah and the interbirth line was massive it was really long um, and this um, was by then it was like one two o'clock right yeah so some of the standing people should have started being being let in but we heard from maria that that didn't happen yeah so we met this girl maria she was a filipino army she'd been in standing we met her after the concert but yeah she said and on the schedule this said this as well that they were meant to start letting the standing section in at two thirty. But for whatever reason, they didn't end up starting to let them in until 4 p.m., which is when the rest of the stadium opened as well, which is when we went in. The stadium was sort of organized in a way that there was like the stage and then there were like eight pence of standing people. So all the standing people had been allocated a pen and they were filling up the the pen sort of slowly when we were in the the stadium from sort of four-ish onwards. But then by the time it got to like 5.56, two, three of the back pens were still like had no people in. And they were filling one pen at a time. So yeah. it's taken a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like the G2 people couldn't come in until the G1 people had come in and vice versa. So yeah, there was three back pens that barely had anyone. Yeah. So we kept thinking like there's no way that they're going to fill them it. all up and they're going to delay the start of the concert, which is maybe what they should have done. But obviously, I think presumably because it was meant to be a concert to show off the facilities and organization skills of Busan. <laughs> um, they so didn't want to do that and obviously sort of let the world know that they were unorganized. Well, so. and you've got the live stream, right? You've yeah, got the live exactly. stream to millions of armies. That obviously would have been how the rest of the world would have known about the yeah. delay if the delay was on the live stream. So, And that's not so, on yeah. the boys, is it? That's on the stadium organization? No, no, absolutely not. No, they're not in charge of letting people into the stadium. Yeah, the organization definitely could have been better. And for the last like four or five minutes and during most of mic drop and some of our BCS, people were just running into these like standing pens. And yeah, I feel sorry for the people who missed missed the start of mic drop. Yeah. Um, But then also there were quite maybe like 150 people that didn't make it into a pen. So they should have ended up standing. So there was the stage, the pens, and then quite a big like gap. Like um, kind of like a running track, yeah, where the trucks big stadiums. Go. But then some people ended up sort of standing, not in the pens, but at the back, in front of the stands, but not in the stands. So if they'd gone round on the trucks, then there would have been nothing between the trucks and these people. Mm. So obviously, for safety reasons, they weren't able to do it, which is a real shame because even though we were like on the first tier of seated seats we really couldn't see we were them. really far back yeah we were because of the pens and then the, the place big, for the truck yeah the big gap the and then we were there so we we saw like little centimeter figures yeah. moving around but we can obviously see that it was them the screens were good the screens were pretty good yeah and no, the, the screens were cool like they were in the like proof logo they are, yeah. The other weird thing was that they they had no concessions in the whole stadium. <laughs> like yeah, they nothing, sold no merch, nothing. no food. They had army bombs. 
army bumps and army bump pairing stations. There was no food, no water. I thought I was going to die from thirst. They also didn't check any, like, no security checks whatsoever. We went in. They literally were like, oh, yeah, you've got a ticket. You've got a wristband. There you go. There were no, like, pat downs, no back check, no nothing. And we didn't no, bring any signs they didn't, because we thought they'd take them off us. Yeah, and they didn't scan our tickets. And then we asked when we realized that there was no water to be purchased inside the stadium. We asked, can we go? back out, buy some water and come back in because you've not scanned our tickets. So like technically there wouldn't be anything stopping you from seeing our tickets again. And they were like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So that was really strange. I think maybe if we had left and come back in like there, they couldn't have stopped us really, but like we obviously didn't want to risk it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was strange and it was a bit weird because it was such a hot day and you would have thought that at least like water should have been provided. So should we talk about the actual concert then? Mm -hmm. Um, obviously they started off with mic drop, which was, we talked a bit about what we thought they'd start on. And I thought, I think we all thought they'd start on Run BTS, which mm. was obviously the next song. But yeah, mic drop, it was a good surprise. I like mic drop. And Sasha hates mic drop, as we know from <laughs> our Love Yourself <laughs> Tear episode. It was her skip. That is a stacked album though, so it's hard to find a skip. And yeah, it's glorious, isn't it? Hobie looked amazing. Yeah. Blonde extensions. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all looked You looked like a race car driver. Check out our reel on Generation BTS underscore. That's currently got 20,000 views and I think maybe like 2,000 likes. So if you'd like to add to that, please do. Give us a follow though because most people aren't following us, which is really annoying me. Yeah, Natasha's done a really good job on the reels. So yeah, all of the reels from the trip all together, but especially from the concert, got like a lot of uh, traction online. So we were really proud of that. So yeah, check those out if you haven't. Chances are you have because they reached so many people. But yeah, and then after that, well, actually, let's talk a bit more about what they were wearing. <laughs> so yeah, they were all in these like, black outfits. Really, the only one I can remember is Yungi's The Earth is flat didn't you know that t-shirt and then he had the like other t-shirt underneath and then the bag of trousers with the chain yeah that was i was into it but yeah any other outfits to set out to you guys i did like j-hope's like biker type outfit and his um blonde streaks in his hair they were really nice and loved the surprise like switch up yeah jimin had his uh jimin hair, had his like silk Velvet, velvet It's like a velvet type yeah, material. Yeah. yeah one yeah. shirt in your jacket. And as we all know, once the choreo for Run BTS started for that, that shirt was like on its own yeah. mission. <laughs> that shirt was basically going to fly over his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of back and a lot of abs. Yeah. Like, it was. I was also going to say that he had done his hair. He was a bit of a, like an auburn ginger. And Junior had just had a haircut. Yeah, he had a haircut he that did. day or the day, before, the day before. So he had like a, it was a bit shorter, a bit straighter. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the black outfits were good. I mean, yeah. my best one of Junior was when he was in the pink long sleeved shirt with the green design on it. In Dynamite, he had the jacket over it. Yeah. And then he took it off. So I don't remember a lot of the songs, I don't think, because I was in such like a haze. Some Someone told me the other day, it was like, oh yeah, and then when, you know, when they did Spring Day, and I was like, did they do? Did they do spring day? But then I remember it now. I can tell you they did Mic Drop and Run BTS, and then there was the vocal line solos and yeah. the rap line solos, and then Dynamite and Butter, Yet to Come, and Spring Day for Youth. For Youth and the uh, like Young Forever. But other than that, oh they did Save Me. They did Idol, Fire. And Boy with Love. They did 
Okay. And my city, they did my city. Oh yeah. Um, everyone popped off to that. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm um, changed it from Ilsan to Busan. Yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're right. Uh, did they do butterfly? They did. Well, that was a vocal line from Sala. And then they finished it off with Yet to Come, which we had as clappers for, which mm. no one actually clapped. I feel like everyone were like clapping during the concert. And then not back, it's like clap for the last bit. And I'm waiting for it and waiting for it, thinking that everyone else said, you know, know what they were doing. And then it just ended. And I was like, oh, I didn't even clap it. Yeah, God, no, it was hard. I, I think I tried, but you were meant to only clap for the like last chorus and there were like certain words that you were meant to clap for but like everyone just sort of gave up and like vibed instead but which was fine and when um, the boys were changing before the endments even though they didn't do a army bomb wave uh part of the standing section started one and it just went round and round and round and round and we like on our own accord started singing happy birthday to jim in yeah like while the boys were getting changed so that was really cool because i was sad that they didn't do like an organized army bomb wave but we didn't need one we'd had one yeah their happy birthday also they did again when he came when he came on he got a couple of birthday songs so yeah um do we all want to pick a favorite concert moment slash song so when the concert had just finished for like the next like two days i think my favorite was the rap line solo the uh, yeah yeah I really liked that and then from like watching the live streams after and watching all the things on Instagram and everything, I think looking back, my favourite were Run BTS. Mm. Yeah, Run BTS was fun, obviously we'd not seen the choreo before and it was like I don't know whether people were expecting it to be like a little like simple, like the dynamite and uh, butter choreo, but like also because they're only performing it once mm. like it's not gonna it's not for a whole tour but yeah no it didn't they didn't hold back it was it was really good it was, yeah, it was yeah. i liked when the j-op did his verse and he also says all their names and then they sort of pop out behind him yeah that was cute but yeah i had a few scary moments i can't remember exactly what songs that i teared up at i screamed cried the one. whole time yeah i think i cried a lot but like it wasn't like a stream of crying it was like i got emotional and then i stopped and then i got emotional again and then i stopped and it was like a wave up and down but yeah do you have a favorite song so i i think my sort of i was thinking about this today i think my favorite sort of moment and i told you guys about it at the time so first off i was absolutely mesmerized by the rap line solo christine and i talked about it for days after like obviously we're big rap line biases yeah but like the sheer amount of just power swag and stage presence mm-hmm. during that rap line solo I was just, I felt like my mouth was just hanging open like none of the performances that I've ever seen online did it justice in that mm-hmm. moment just like the sheer magnetism so I think I was absolutely like slapped across the face yeah. dead on the rap line solo um <sighs> But the moment that I keep going back to is the moment in zero o'clock. So where there's the line and you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And there's the line in English. I love zero o'clock anyway. And I mean, it's a really beautiful song. It's got really that that line about, oh, and you're going to be happy. Mm. Always resonates with me when, whenever I hear it because I never really get told 
that in songs, it's always about how we find happiness or how you find happiness, whereas this is very directive. So when they were playing that, I had my army bomb like in both my hands and I was holding it really close to my chest and I was just shutting my eyes and I was like, just take this moment, just remember like how like happy you are in this moment and just put it in your brain so you can come back to it at any time. So I think that was my highlight. That's nice. Other than the rap line solo, which was obviously just mesmerising, but that one really, that moment really sticks with me. So I guess actually in that instance, vocal line did really well, but I don't know if it is vocal line. I think it's the lyrics. What yeah. Someone asked me right after, like, what, what was your favourite song? And I was like, rap line solo, 100%. Like, I can't pick between the two, but when they did, oh, that was good, because I don't think they've been able to perform that yeah mm. except for the map of the soul one one they've not performed it with an audience so that was really cool i felt really privileged to be there but then when they did they went into the cypher we haven't done dark and wild yet which is where cypher three killer is on but when we've done a lot of the older albums i've had this like big sensation of sort of oh, i'm never gonna get to see these songs they're never gonna <laughs> play when we did like especially i think especially with the cypher medley when we did the cypher medley for wings I was like, oh, you know what? Like, it would be so magical to be able to see one of these ciphers, and I'm probably never gonna get that chance. So then, when they started doing the cipher, so the cipher is on proof. It was one of Yungi's picks. When they sort of started performing that, I was like, oh my god, there's a cipher! I'm gonna get to see a cipher, and that's when I was really emotional as well. And we said to Lorraine, who was the girl from uh, BTS UK Army Unite, who got us the tickets. She was like, oh, I never in my lifetime thought I'd see a cypher. And I was like, same, not me either. <laughs> um, so I had that big moment with the cypher and that was really nice. And yeah, obviously I didn't see this at the time because it was too far away. But there's the moment where Yungi says his line about, you know, as as you know, my voice turns people on, both men and women. And then he does this little like hip thrust thing. <laughs> and yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, 100%. The other moment that really stands out was that uh, when they did Spring Day, although I'd sort of blacked out, blacked out that they even did it. But like, when I think back and I remember now that they did Spring Day, it was at the end of the first chorus in the recorded version. They don't do this, but in the performance version and maybe in the music video, they mm-hmm. do that. Oh, oh, yeah, that bit after the first chorus and I was like oh my god no they're going to do some sort of weird short version where they cut straight from like the first chorus to the like bridge. And we're not going to get the like you and Min back and forth bit, oh. which is like, I love that section. It's the most beautiful section in the whole spring day, sorry. And then they sort of stopped doing the oh, and then they went into youngest rap with the Germans oh. respond. And I was like, oh no, thank God. Oh, they did it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just constant fear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then relief and then fear and then relief. Yeah. That, that was really good. So I remember that section. Yeah. I think Young Forever was really special mm-hmm. um, because. Again, we've not done that album, but I know that the sort of meaning behind the song is like them wanting to stay young forever. But within that being young, it's stay performers, right? Mm-hmm. Stay performers, stay idols, stay in that moment, stay being loved. And that's what the song's about. So, yeah. And then there's the Wembley, like how special it was at Wembley. So it felt like a really special moment. And then like singing along, feeling like, yeah, this is it. I need to stay in these these moments this is where like true actualization and true happiness is and you need to just take all of this in and then the sense that they also wanted to stay 
yeah so they play the um end of the like epilogue on forever with the audience singing at the start of for youth so obviously they did epilogue on forever and then sort of went straight into for youth and it sort of fit really well that way because of the way that the song is recorded so that was nice as well yeah it was just really beautiful it was such a good concert yeah it was such a good concert the only thing was you know when it was after they'd gone and been on for like an hour and a half rm said something and then everyone went like oh and i was like oh my god no he said that it was about to be the end now and obviously we know that from like from bts concerts that after he says that there's quite a lot more to go so i think normally would have been fine but obviously because it was like a shortened concert i was like oh no it's actually the end but it felt like they've been on for like five minutes like literally they just arrived yeah. you said you like because we knew it was a hour 30 set mm-hmm. and it started at six and then they'd done this big on and i was like no this is wrong and yeah. then i like, looked at the clock and it was like quarter past seven i was like no yeah it's think- not wrong we're yeah. running out of time yeah, yeah, yeah. they're gonna leave it was just so many emotions I know, like yeah. And I sort of Feeling prepared it. for that. But yeah. And they all came out and they're yet to come hoodies. We haven't talked about the weird Hyundai robot dogs. Oh, yeah. That was a weird thing. Bye. That took up quite a... Too much time. Too much time, I thought. They went off to... I, I presumed it was to change, but it wasn't really. They came back in the same black outfits after that. But then, yeah, we had this big ad about Hyundai and their robot dogs. And the boys were in the ad, but I'm like, I, do, I don't care about this. Please just come and do some more songs. But yeah. One thing that did get annoying is like as concert started and obviously we saw everyone running in and it like not everyone being there, me and Liamp noticed that there were a spare seat behind us. Oh. Oh yeah. A girl that was sat next to it just put a bag on it and we were like, oh, that is so annoying. Obviously Leanne and Christine had met this these Mexican army that like one didn't get a place there and we were like this is so annoying because we know someone would have really enjoyed that seat and then also we kind of thought that our section were like tickets that had been given to people that might have been big on social media or like something like that similar to us like an embassy had given them it for their country and there were a girl in front of us that were like from Indonesia and we got talking to her she were really nice but like she brought her like boyfriend and he literally took a video, sent it in his, like, WhatsApp group chat, and then just... Sat down. Yeah, he weren't jamming along. He was just, like... He was there to just support her, which was kind of also another annoying thing. And then another thing that really did start to annoy me, well, it got to, like, last song, and, like, I know from... When me and my dad used to go to like a football match, if like Barnsley were losing, you'd go like 15 minutes early. So then you'd beat all crowds. Like they're clearly not going to come back in this last 15 minutes. Like everyone started doing that. There were a lot of people in like standing that started leaving. And we were like, what? What are these people doing? Like they've rushed in, come in late, and now people are just like leaving 15 minutes early. Like, oh, we'll beat the crowd. And it's like, this is like a once in a lifetime thing, and you 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 leave it like, yeah, yeah no, it was frustrating. I that was... it was hard thinking about a lot of the other army who weren't, yeah, there, and how many army would have wanted to be there, and yeah, we had people behind us who like at one point were like we'd stood up 
because even though it was seated, we'd stood up when the boys came on. And then at one point they were like, I think they there did was the one sit down where... gesture. And I was like, you've got no chance in hell. It was one of the early songs where one of them went like, oh, everybody stand up. And we were like, yeah, great. We get to stand up. And then like these people behind us were like, oh, sit down. I'm like, no, no, Absolutely you've got no not. chance. Aaron no. wants this to be a festival. So yeah, we're going to exactly. have a festival. He really wanted it to be a festival. He put that on the viewers the, the day before, didn't he? Yeah, and that guy in front of us, he was like checking the football scores at one point. I saw him. The, I don't think this is going to make you super jazzed. You're going to be really irritated now. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, true. But some people there who weren't loving it. Yeah. I mean, I think what you said about football games, right? Like I have that when I work at the stadium. Obviously, people leave early, even if we're winning. But you go to the football every weekend. Like, mm. But it's the season ticket holders that come every week. They will leave early to sort of beat the crowd. So I can understand that. But this... Yeah, yeah, I don't understand at all. It's so meaningful. It's so dumb. I think people just do one tickets in this raffle, like a one in a million chance. I don't obviously don't know how many people entered the raffle, but I know that there were meant to be a hundred thousand tickets, and there were like fifty-two thousand in the Much end. Much less because of the venue change. Because of the venue change, we saw some. We met some Russian armies outside who didn't oh. have tickets, and they all just sat there outside watching through the little like gates and stuff. So, yeah, really, really sad. When we were in the line, it was like we'd spoken to them that there was like at least like 20, 30 people who brought like little camping chairs to just sit outside outside the stadium stadium so they could hear it. But we'd heard it during sound check, right? You could barely hear any. You could pick up on what the songs were, but you couldn't really hear it. No. Anyway, yeah, I think we're looking at the set list. There is any songs we have not talked about. There was Run, as in, like, not Run top. BTS, but run actual Dashi Run, Run, Run. Um, yeah, it was a good surprise. And I mean, then... the way you felt about the cypher is sort of a bit how I felt about Dope, yeah. an idol. Um, so Christine doesn't like to see the set list in advance, but we saw the set list after the rehearsal, and then I was, like, sneakily trying to do my homework. So I put on, like, the playlist. And then she'd be like, why have you replayed my city? And I was like, no reason, I just love it. And then I was like, I can't, like, I really want to just listen to all of these songs so that I'm going to know them, but I, I couldn't. So, yeah, I definitely felt like that. I felt like we'd looked out on getting, like, a compilation yeah. concert because I felt like there was lots of things that we were so lucky to see that you just won't well, I think see the, again. Yeah, the dope and fire, they did those at Permission to Dance, so I was fairly confident that if it was going to be I'd sort of seen that people were expecting it to be like a run through of proof obviously not with all mm. the songs on proof but like a take you through their journey type of well we thought set. we'd get no more dream didn't we yeah oh, maybe but like one of those early school era ones mm. and then like on the people that were leaving early like mm. even after it had finished we were still just absolutely gobsmacked like we didn't want to move everyone was starting to leave and I was like we can go down into standing like let's like go like look at the school bus yeah like on the stage and then yeah. we picked up in the pens there was some of the confetti like left over because obviously the confetti didn't reach us mm. in standing so we'd all like gone down together and like got like little handfuls of yeah. confetti and the lady was like you've got to leave and we were like lady look I want to live here yeah like this is the happiest place I've ever been in my life and you want me to just leave they're breathing this air. They're yeah. breathing the air that I am breathing. Yeah. And you want me to just walk out? No, lady, you no. can wait. I'll, <laughs> we will go at our own pace. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was tough. But yeah, we did make it out. We had some some more street food. We got the Busan like graphic teas. Yes, we did. We also went to the merch store and picked up some teas. We wanted the I wanted the yet to come hoodie, the 
purple one that Leanne had already got. Um, it was after the boys had all worn it that I was like, no, I actually, I, I need this hoodie as well. But they didn't have any. So we got the tees instead, which were nice. Mm, they're cool. It were actually quite surprising that it were like, what, like nearly eight, nine o'clock when we went for the t-shirts. They'd managed to actually like keep stuff from 9am to like almost like 9pm. It were limited, but they still had like main stuff like t-shirts, army bombs, army bomb key rings and like good stuff touch they'd be like this is a bts busan merch yeah so yeah that was the day of the concert i know actually after the concert we had a bit of a uh fun happening as well because well natasha was tired so we just went home but we um lamp me and uh andy we went down to um to the like center of Busan and we went for some uh, chicken and beer we saw this like big fight with Ooh, the big k-drama yeah it was kind of like a k-drama it was like um yeah there were this group of guys at one table this guy and a girl on the next table they hadn't interacted at all and all of a sudden like three other guys go up to smoke and then come back to the table with the guy and the girl and sort of like start talking to them in quite an aggressive way and then they all got up the girl gets up and like flips one of the guys off and then gives him like the double finger. Yeah, double <laughs> flipping off. And she's like waving them around. We yeah, are like, yeah, oh yeah. no. And this then this one not- guy, right? This like one kind of small guy, small but kind of stocky. He sort of tried to run at her like two or three yeah. times. And like, oh, she's really little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His friends had to like hold him back. It was very dramatic. So he watched that for a while and then they headed up to the beach so we sort of followed them not in a weird way but we just wanted to see what was gonna go down yeah well and I wanted to go to the beach anyway like maybe putting my feet in the ocean and being at the beach and like rounding it off as a perfect day mm. which it didn't end up rounding off us because then we met your mother-in-law yeah <laughs> future mother-in-law to be yeah so we were all like dipping our toes in the sea and then this older lady she wasn't that old she was like probably like 50s maybe and she came up to us and was like, oh, are you guys army? Um, and we were like, yeah. And she was like a Korean lady. And then she was telling us about how she'd gone to the live play because her friend had got a ticket in the raffle, but she hadn't. So they'd both gone to the live play. They'd gone to the live play at the beach. So we were on yeah. uh, Hyundai Beach, which is the one where Tate took his pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she, we met with her and then we talked to her for a bit and like talked about where we were from and stuff. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? I was like, no. And she was like, well, I've got a son. He's 25. She definitely thought that I'd said 25 when I said 29, I think. But anyway, he was 25. He had already been to the military and like... He was he super wanted, eligible. He was handsome. He just told us he was handsome. And he had a good attitude. He had a good attitude, yeah. And um, he, she was like looking to set him up with me and I was like all for that obviously um I was I was keen and she really wanted like a she said she had a daughter but she wasn't a BTS fan she really wanted like a daughter-in-law who was a BTS fan so um we ended up going to have some more drinks with her and her well, she tried to FaceTime the son yeah like, this is it's weird. now like two in the morning yeah two three a.m tried to FaceTime him obviously he's not impressed and she's no. like please please well she called him first and she was like oh well she said something in Korean and then all of a sudden she goes like do you want to talk to her in English and I was like oh my god this is so embarrassing and he, no, he was said no he was asleep and then he hung up she tried to FaceTime him again. Obviously, he didn't pick up, but then... Um, we went to a little BTS bar, ordered BTS cocktails. Yeah, they played the BTS songs. Talked about 
long. It was really great. It was about five in the morning when we tried to get a taxi back. And that was and we only left the bar closed. Cacao Tag was down that day. Oh, uh, so we really couldn't get a taxi. Yeah, Cacao Taxi area wasn't working and it was like a big deal. We realized after the CEO and the uh, presiding and stuff over it. So, uh, so yeah, it was a big deal. But at least we had a, a fun night with these two older army ladies. Army. Yeah. So, uh, so that was good. And then the next day, we had booked the after party. So we went on this little like cable car ride oh, um, first, and that was nice. It was this like colorful cable car that went down the, the coast of Busan. Yeah. And then we went to get some food, and that was maybe one of the <laughs> oh, worst yeah. decisions that we did food wise because we had some Korean barbecue, and that was okay. But then we got. We really wanted to try seafood. We wanted to try some seafood, yeah. So we went to a seafood place, like a place where they had like lobsters in these like tank things Mm -hmm. outside. And then the lobster turned out to be super expensive, like 140 pounds. We didn't get that. But when we ended up like trying to say to the guy that we'd already eaten a bit, where we just wanted to try some of the seafood. And he was like, oh, you should get the sashimi and this like big plate of assorted shellfish. And then he brings out these like massive trays of sashimi and raw shellfish. Everything was completely raw. The squid was so raw that it was still crawling. It wasn't like a whole live squid. It was chopped up, but the tentacles were still like worming around. Yeah. So like out of the huge plate that we'd got, that was the like one thing that I'd seen other people eat and were like, it's actually really nice. But I'd heard people be like, you need to really like properly chew it I don't know 50 times because like the suckers will actually like they can get stuck to your throat and you can like choke and stuff like that and it'll probably like panicking but then once I'd actually tried it it won't that like wriggly in your mouth if you got like the bigger sucker pieces you could kind of feel it sucking on your tongue but it won't like as aggressive as people had like said but the other things that we had were like abalone which actually ended up being really nice that was like my favorite it had um, a bit of a hard texture but that were nice and then the scallops yeah the scallops which i picked the scallop up and it like sucked itself on so it like really scared me that like the thing on the shell moved yeah it just wasn't what we were used to i'm sure it's like perfectly normal normal and safe and everything there but it just wasn't really what we'd expected or what we were after we ended up trying most of it mm-hmm. um tried a lot of the sushi. yeah obviously we'd already eaten so we didn't really end up finishing like the portions were massive the guy had said like oh yeah this is suitable for four people but it was enough food for like 10 people yeah what can you do at least we tried it and if you really really like raw fish then Busan's the place, the place like, for you. and it was fresh the annoying thing, though, is it ended up being as expensive as the lobster. Yeah, it was really expensive. <laughs> These two plates of the rasta. So, yeah, that was a mishap. But then we went to the after party. One at Lotte World. The Lotte World after party. That was good. Mm. Got there quite late. But, the DJ was um, banging. The DJ was really good. Yeah, he was mixing it up and, uh, and everything. And he was handsome. He was. And good pyro. Yeah. The DJ was on for a bit, and then they played a few like performance videos and stuff, and that was nice. The outro bit was like spring day, then magic shop, then microcosmos, and we were like, oh no, stop it! Cheers, cheers. Nailed the playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, and then we got our photos with the tiny town dolls on the way out. Yeah, 
yeah and then we came back we came back and then we watched the whole concert that was on the completely legal stream um i had a news of a death in my family that day so i was quite upset and sort of emotional i remember that um we watched the concert and there was a bit where they all like talked it might have, i think it was during the endments but Yungi said something about like, oh, when people have a tough time, I hope they can sort of return to this moment and sort of feel happy and remember the, the sort of joy that we share together in this moment. So that became very sort of meaningful for me in that moment. When Aww. we watched it back, I was like, yeah, I will do. I will remember that. So, yeah, that was nice. And then the next day we, we went back to Seoul. To Seoul. This was on the Monday. So on our way to Seoul was when we got the notification from Weverse to say that the boys would be starting their military enlistment. I think if you listen to our proof episode, we were sort of prepared for that coming. Mm-hmm. There have yeah. been speculation for a while. And obviously we saw the the notice said that they'll reconvene as a band in 2025, which obviously feels really long, mm-hmm. uh, really far away. So that was a bit of a, uh, a tough train ride back but i think we didn't cry of, though no i think the problem was is we'd already cried all the tears at proof and then you know festa we were absolutely broken after Strong. the festa dinner yeah and then we were assured thereafter but i think we'd already grieved it yeah and i think it was good of them to sort of do it in that way so in retrospect they could have just put up a statement of like oh we're gonna go to the military see in 2025 sort of mm. thing but Obviously, they made it sort of, we knew that that natural break was going to come, even though they didn't talk about that specifically in the festive dinner. But then it obviously felt like they sort of needed a break as well. And obviously, they talked about the positives of them getting to explore their own solo work and that way. So I think they sort of already managed our expectations in terms of the like OT7 work wasn't going to happen for a while. So I think we sort of went and prepared for that. And then obviously... They got to make the announcement about military service on their own terms because obviously there was a lot of speculation around the time that they might be exempt. Yeah. There was talk of a uh, like a referendum in South Korea about whether or not they should change the law so that they would be exempt, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think it, it might have been that they'd by that time had communications from the government to say that the exemption's not going to come through. And it's really high risk to do a referendum, isn't it? Because if it doesn't, like we know for a while they've not spoken about it. They've never said that they don't, that they want an exemption or they don't want to enlist. Yeah, they always said that they'd be honoured to do it when the time comes. So I think for them to then put it to a referendum, if it comes back even at 60, 40, there's no no good percentage, right? That's like, well, 40% of people think we should go and relive that honour. Well, the referendum wouldn't come from hype or big hit like a referendum would have need to come from the government and mm. say do we think that idols who have reached x level of success should be exempt from military service and you'd need to make that level of success a level that bts have already achieved mm. right like uh i think it's just a really difficult one because it could have gone either way right and then if it goes in the vote if they have to go then it looks like they've been forced to go yeah and then the fans wouldn't be happy but what I'm trying to say is the vote wouldn't be do we go or do we not go? The vote would be on the law. Yeah. Yeah. But even within that, you'd know what the ramifications are. Like People would know it would be about them. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously it would be for anyone who comes after them as well. Mm. Yeah, if some of the other K-pop bands, I think obviously they have sort of paved the way, as as we like to say. Mm. So I think it's it's feasible that bands after them will achieve success levels abroad that are similar. But then obviously a precedent like that would have affected those after as well. Mm. But I mean, in the end, obviously they they've announced that they're going to go now and it's on their own terms and hopefully it's what they what they want or what they feel that they should do and we'll look forward to obviously seeing the solo work between now and then and and the uh when they reconvene in 2025 i'm excited to see you shave dead (laughs) yeah um yeah anyway it is what it is um so after having having had that announcement we decided that the good thing to do would be to go to the old big hit building when we got back to Seoul. So we did that. Where it all started. Yeah. So in Nongyeondong, um, you can go to the old big hit building. It's like a big wall and you can write on it. Well, people have wrote. I don't know whether it's sort of fully allowed. We did write on people it. People write on it. Um, there were loads of like messages from all over the world. Yeah, we, because there was not a lot of like, clear space on the wall so we ended up having to lift up Natasha to write something and what did you write Natasha? I put we will wait at generation BTS underscore yeah <laughs> so everyone will know that we will wait three minutes are gonna wait until and, 2025 yeah and feel free to join us <laughs> in the waiting but yeah no and then we all put like little personalized messages as well mm-hmm. do you, you guys want to share any of your other, other messages? You share um, I put John Cook's sausage, <laughs> and I have been trying to find as we will wait in everybody else's videos I see on Instagram, but so far I can't see any. But I think they're all before, so it's like oh, go back and just show us, you know? Yeah, and uh, we met quite a lot of other armies on there. I wrote something like a Norway army because there were a lot of people that had different like messages from around the world where people had put their countries there was one big Kazakhstan one I remember that one Tiamo J-Hope yeah that was massive yeah. and a massive Marimi Youngie yeah so yeah I put something about Norway and then I put something like yeah I put something more about than that um but yeah I can't remember what it is right now I have it on a, in a video yeah we drew the little United Kingdom flag and like colored it in and then I wrote the some of the We Are Bulletproof Eternal lyrics there. We were only seven, but now we have you. Is what we did. But the main one we did is the We Will Wait. We were like one of the first or second people to put up the We Will Wait message. I also put, I signed the NDA. <laughs> oh, actually, and I also put uh, Kim Nanjun start a country. We, we were there for a while, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I put something like, like thank you for your music or something like that and then I also think I put something about how when I'm sad I'll think about the Busan concert which Which was uh which was nice then we went around the corner and outside the dorms Christine and I recreated some of the shots from the Telepashi episode so the so the ones where like Jimmy and and Tay and Jin it's got to be Jin because there's Jin and then Aram comes so yeah Tay and Jin where Jimmy runs up the hill and then they do the big hug and then we reposed under the sort of archway where they stand and you were Jane and I was RM. 
Yeah. Um, and that felt really special. Like it was really dark and lit. So the videos aren't the best quality, but it felt really cool to be like standing where they've stood. So, yeah. And then we went to have food. Uh, we went to this, uh, this where they went, where there were trainees a lot. So we went there to have food. It was packed, obviously. So we had to queue for a bit. But yeah, when we got in, it was like wall to wall, floor to ceiling, floor to ceiling merch and posters and stickers and everything stickers and, on the water yeah stickers on the condiment holder yeah stickers on the chair yeah 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 every surface was covered in uh, merch so yeah that was really cool and they had some signatures on the walls although i didn't really know which one was which mm. and um yeah i think the last thing that we need to talk about that we did that was bts related in seoul was we went to the Proof fix a bit at Hype. Mm, yeah. That's really cool. You weren't really allowed to take any photos or videos except for in the first room, which is where they had the like proof laser posters. But the rest of it was like there were a lot of the outfits that they'd worn mm. in different videos and in different like stages, loads of pictures and performance videos from all the different eras. The messages that they'd written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Individual messages and lyrics that they'd written on the mirrors. Yeah, they'd all picked out some lyrics and like messages obviously we didn't know what the messages said but but you did really well on the hangle actually you told me like hobie's one this hobie one is the lyrics from boy with love and then i was like oh of course it is i think oh, it was because it always wants to keep me safe it's because it said no way no way no way oh. and i was like it has to be that uh but i did recognize a few of the hangle a few of them were from spring day and a few of them were from born singer i mm. think yeah, there was a uh, whole room of pictures, floor to ceiling. Yeah, they yeah. literally love they love the floor to ceiling floor to with ceiling. the e rings and then the pictures yeah. and then the stickers, floor yeah. to ceiling everywhere. I did like the room where it were like every single wall were like a video playing or like concert clips, and then I think there were just like like a voiceover, just RM talking about like the concert and just like his ending part of the concerts which I really liked and everyone like as soon as you like looked around everyone were crying mm. yeah. yeah you were crying then yeah I was crying because you sort of come into the last room and then you see the endments oh yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a big open space as well so that and there's just one big yeah visual I really liked when you were uh, <laughs> we were watching the eras and you were interacting with the screen trying to eat them oh <laughs> that was natasha we were, we were being really silly yeah, yeah, uh, yeah christy wasn't as impressed but we thought it was hilarious also the like room we like every single dance practice that they've ever done like on all the tvs that were like a good one but it were like i think we just got his like photo card which were a disappointment you go through like these little like boomerangs or i'm like tossing a coin or whatever I don't think they have them around. They're the short clips, you know, where they're holding the bullets. So they've got the bullets like down there and then they like look oh, up and they're like yeah. giving you the come to bed with like, me eyes. What the hell I was like, is what that? is occurring here? Why are why are you doing this? Like I'm in a public place. But I need to watch them all. And yeah. then I need to watch them again. Yeah, I really liked that. I really liked the videos on loop. It were at that point that like one of the staff members were like, You've got thirty minutes left and that's including shop. And it's like I felt like it was just so rushed like there's so much to see and so much to like look at and obviously because you can't just look on Instagram and see it on a video that someone's posted or see clips of it you wanted to take every little detail in that you ever saw so like 
where people constantly be like, you've got 30 minutes left, you've got five minutes left. And then you get into the shop and they're like, you need to go to till now or so we're going to like, we're going to kick you out. You need to go. But by the way, you need to check all your albums and everything that you buy because you can't return it. And if it's faulty, that's on you. Like it wore a lot. It was just so like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, a little rushed. stressful. The staff were really on there reminding you about the time, but obviously like, like Natasha said, we just wanted to take it all in. So yeah, an hour and a half didn't really feel like long enough. But obviously they want as many people to visit as possible. And then we got to the merch. The merch was a little disappointing. The merch was really limited. Yeah, it was a lot of like high tote bags and stuff. Ah, <laughs> I don't want this. Music, like yeah, life. a lot of other um, other brands as well. And I'm like, fine. But yeah, I was there for the prefix of it. So I want to be test stuff. I got like a holo photo card of Yungi and like with one of the Lucky Diff photo card bags. I got a gin and a hobby. But it was nice because you could trade with people by the end because they made you open everything before you went out like Natasha said and they were very particular about like making sure you got the right thing I remember the girl at the till for me was like yeah I'm just checking that you got the right member this is sugar I was like yeah that's the one I wanted she was like okay great you have to open it now return it today yeah all the biggest merch was like that they told you all of your rights right there at the top yeah yeah they should have had like a cd player so then you can play CD. That's that's literally the only thing that you'd actually check see if it works, which is also the only thing that I disregard. Like just chuck it away. I want the pictures in it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, good trip to the Hive Museum. We also went to this really cool cafe. I'm not going to go into it loads, but before we went to the exhibit, there was this cafe that we happened upon. Uh, it was called Superstar Bucking, I think. And they had loads of like performances on, loads of posters everywhere. There was like stuff up for Jimin's birthday. And then you could buy this like meal package that came with like some Jimin photo cards and stuff. And we could tag them in our Instagram. And then you got, they got like, gave us an extra like hologram photo card. And that was really cool. So I would recommend to anyone who goes to visit Hybe, even if it's not for the proof exhibit, go to this superstar Bucky. We've put their address in our one of our reels i think on our instagram page the last thing that we did that was bts related actually was we went to down to the olympic stadium yep which had the boys handprints outside yeah. so uh so yeah we got to put our hands put our them. hands in their little handprints um, and we realized that actually christine and i are women in that my hands are the same as Tears and your hands the same size as, as Jimin's, so we've got this really cute comparison. Turns out I've got massive man hands, and wow. you've got tiny baby hands. I do. I knew that already. <laughs> yeah. No, we did that. That was good. Um, and, and then, then we, we took the pictures. Yeah. So when the, I think it's on Jen's Instagram, he's put up some pictures where he says these people always photo bomb me, and it's like him with JK, RM, and Jimin from the Telepathy episode of Run BTS where they went around to the stadium. So we all sort of stood where they stood and took the photo in the same way again it was dark when we took it so not quite the same but you get the idea it was great we were living our best bts lives we were <laughs> most nerdy lives yeah real highlight the blackpink girls were there as well right no twice twice you see the twice handprints and are you are you yeah are you tiny, tiny. smaller than mine two members of big bang there's two like good members of big bang yeah, that was really cool. That was good. Yeah, so we saw some uh, some handprints. Anything final that we want to say about the trip? I think we should probably end on the story of the amp. But yeah, let's end on that. The only big thing that we did otherwise, but it's not BTS related, was that we rented the handbook. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, we rented the handbook. Yeah, 
went to the palace and pretended yeah. we were in old Korea. It was really great. We really liked the hanbok and we yeah. drank tea, really yeah. fancy tea in this really fancy restaurant. It yeah. was great. I was a bit nervous about it because I like didn't think that it was something that was the right to do. But I checked with my Korean friend and she said that it's like an honor to have people wear the hanbok and obviously you get into the to the palace for free if you wear Lots of people said we looked really beautiful. Yeah. And, and we did. A lot of these like school girls came to take their photos with us, which we're not sure if that was like a school challenge or if it was just that they were keen. But yeah, we had uh, photos taken with lots of different people. So that was cool. That was good. I think like final thoughts on sort of Korea is it felt really safe, mm-hmm. quiet and peaceful, like the way you were sort of wandering around and then really well balanced. The food was really great. A lot of the accommodation we it was really great. Mm-hmm. So I think overall it was just such a brilliant trip. Mm-hmm. It was the best trip. Yeah, it really was. We all sort of said that we wanted to give it 10 out of 10 after, except Tasha wanted to give it 12 out of 10, she said. So yeah, we had an excellent time. Thank you very much to Korea. And uh, yeah, we'll end on the story of Liam because we've been uh, making this joke for the entire podcast. So essentially, we went to this, uh, it was a club called Pumpkin. It was an HA1. And we met this guy called Kiwon. Um, if you're listening, Kiwon. <laughs> You've got a bad Shout attitude. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Kiwon. Um, but yeah, anyway, he was handsome, but he was not the best. So he well, sort of. He, he was the best at the start. Well, I don't remember any uh, interaction with him, but, except for the when he wasn't the best. Because I was a little inebriated by them. Christy was wasted. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someone had bought me like eight tequila shots. So don't don't at me. So yeah, we were trying to leave the club. Well, the club had closed. <laughs> yeah, the club had closed. It was five in the morning. And this guy wanted to take us to another club in Hongdae. This guy wanted to take Christine to another club. We were also invited, but soon got the idea that we were unwanted. So we were waiting outside the club. Um, for a taxi he's really wants to spend some time alone with christine but christine is basically asleep in the back of this cab she's out of it and we're not going to leave her alone in another country no matter who how handsome and then he was like let christine speak her own mind and at that point we were in the car talking and he was like oh what are your names he'd asked natasha and said natasha and he was like oh natasha and i was like leanne and he was like oh leanne what a great name. And I was like, Liamp? No, it's Leanne. Leanne. And then that was it. Natasha had heard it. And she was like, Liam. <laughs> he, he couldn't figure out the name Leanne. He was like, Liam. Yeah, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Liam. Yeah, that's what I said, Leanne. <laughs> I was like, that's not my name. Um, yeah. He took us back to Ituan. But on the journey back to Ituan, he was really laying into us. Like, oh, why won't you leave me alone with her? It's because you're so jealous. Yeah. Natasha and Liamp, you're just so <laughs> jealous of Christine. I see, meet girls like you all the time that are just jealous. Um, and then we got out and then Christine realised he actually had a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. So I told him to fuck off yeah. in her own words. And then that finished it. And then you'd think we'd just go to bed and we'd wake up the next day and it'd be like a really fun, drunk story. But no. Natasha wakes up the next day and she's like, I'm going to call you Liamp forever. And I'm like, no, no, I hate it. I hate the name so much. And obviously the more I protest, the more 
the girls think that it's the most hilarious thing they've ever heard of. It's really funny, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think the best part about it was like, um, so the girl that we went with, Angie, she was like leaving a day earlier than us. So she didn't want to go on a night out with us because she didn't want to wake up late the next morning like we did. So the next morning we're telling Angie this and these two had like not even realised that he'd called her Liamp and I'd reminded them being like, Liamp! And they were like, oh my God. And that were it. It just, just carried on and on and on. We'd literally go to bed and then just all be giggling so hard because we just couldn't get over this Liamp and how jealous she was and how much like yeah <laughs> to be clear to be clear I'm not jealous or negative I was trying to save my friend you know you can't go along with a random Korean man in a random country on your own no I think by the time we as sort of asleep as I was I remember when he started being like you guys are just jealous I was like oh no this guy's not the one that's when I sort of realized that he had a bad attitude. But obviously, we got a uh, special gift from Q1, <sighs> which was I did, not, I did not. I got the worst <laughs> gift ever from that career trip. <laughs> I want to pretend it doesn't irritate me because I know the more that I show my irritation, the more eager you're going to be to do it. But I just can't. It's so dumb. Yeah. Sorry for any listeners that are called Liam. We got someone to turn up at the airport when we come back with a Liam. Liam doesn't say. But yeah, apologies if there were loads of in jokes about jealousy and Liam in the early parts of the podcast that you didn't get, but now you get it. So you listen again and then you'll be laughing along. Like, and then in all the next episodes, whenever it comes up, you'll yeah, be like, you'll be like I, know, I know, fucking Q1, <laughs> legend. Those generation BTS girls, I wish I was friends with them. Yeah, 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 they're so funny <laughs> and not jealous. And what's called the app? So another thing, when we go back to Heathrow, Liamp got stuck in queue because obviously on the passport it said Leanne Dodson and it was clearly incorrect so they literally had to keep her at border for like a good hour just to figure out this like name change like identity crisis that she'd had in Korea because she was so jealous it just held us up so much in airport yeah 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 they're like, you clearly, your name is not Leanne, it's Leanne, like for sure. No, we're not putting you through immigration because it's not Leanne. It's you clearly, you have the vibe of a Leanne. It's like, clearly a Leanne. It's yeah. like when your baby's born and you're like, this baby is not called Leanne. Well, we can ask my mom. We can ask her if she was wrong. But yeah, it provided a lot of laughs. Um, and uh, yeah, overall. Overall, best trip ever. Yeah, if you made it to the end of this very chaotic episode about our trip to Korea, then I salute you. Thanks very much for listening. And hopefully you got some information and or joy out of it. Mm -hmm. If all you learned about was the um, an organization of the venue, then um, yeah. we can spread that message. Um, and how brilliant the rap line solo was. Yeah, the rap line is superior always. We didn't really get into this, but we started off a little bit of a war between the rap line and vocal, line, vocal line bias groups because we had two and two, um, and it wasn't close who we won for sure. No, yeah, rap line. Yeah, better. rap line was better. And hopefully, we've inspired you to go on your own Korea trip. Do messages. We do have an itinerary that we can share with you. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Send We're... us an email, and we will share you our itinerary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where can they do that? On the NXJ. Our email is 
Generation BTS all the albums at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram and new as today TikTok at Generation BTS underscore. And on Twitter actually at Generation BTS underscore. I'm probably mainly gonna use that Twitter account to like like Youngie Foes. No. I have my own Twitter account for that. Maybe I'll try and copy across any podcast announcements about on it as well. And uh yeah. Thanks for listening again. I've been Christine. I've been Leanne. And I've been Natasha. And we have been Generation Generation BTS. BTS.